we are live on FFT and Five, giving you some buy lows and sell highs. That kind of rhymed. Welcome everybody. Adam Azer, David, did that rhyme? It, it, for a it did. Bit. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You also didn't tell me that we were starting. Well, I hit the I'm button here, like half asleep. I hit the button to start it, and it just kept looping. You know, and it was like waiting and waiting, and I was, oh, and then we kind of fell asleep at the wheel, and then all of a sudden we're like, so let's uh, just talk about one news item, really. And that is the 49ers running back situation with Eli Mitchell with a broken finger. They're still hopeful that he can practice on Wednesday and play on Sunday. But we had a pretty interesting discussion with Heath on our bonus FFT pod where he does not think that Jeff Wilson is a must start necessarily, just an automatic start if uh, if Mitchell were out against Jacksonville. And Jamie and I definitely did. Where would you stand on that? Where would you rank Wilson if Mitchell were out? He'd be a top 24 running back. And I know that the Jacksonville matchup has been a little bit iffy for opposing running backs. We've seen some running backs struggle against them, but we've also seen some running backs do really well against them. And if the 49ers don't have Jermichael Hasty ready to go and they don't have Elijah Mitchell, then I would imagine that Jeff Wilson would get a large chunk of work, certainly nearly every carry for the 49ers. Maybe a little bit of Trey Sermon would get in there, but I think you'd see a lot of Jeff Wilson and probably a little bit more of Kyle Juszczyk as well. Maybe he'd work in on some passing downs. But yeah, I think there's just too much work to leave on the table with Wilson. Yeah, I'm just surprised to hear you'd say top 24, not something like top 15, you know, ahead of ahead of like uh, Michael Carter, ahead of... I, mean, there, I guess there's some pretty good running backs. He'd be ahead in of that Josh range. Jacobs. Carter would be in that range. He'd be ahead of, you know, like the Seattle running backs, whether Carson plays or not. Like, I just... I don't know if I'm ready to say he'd be where I had Ramondre Stevenson ranked or where I have Elijah Mitchell ranked. Yeah. I think he'd be lower than that. Okay. So let's, uh, let's talk trade. Got yes. a few weeks left for a lot of trade. Day. Maybe one week left. It's usually Thanksgiving right around yep. then. So yeah, it really is. Buy low, sell high. What do you got? So I think this is the perfect time to try and make a move for Kyler Murray, provided that the manager who has Kyler Murray is 5-5 five and five or 4-6. and six and they, they, they are in win-now mode. You don't want to get to that seventh loss. Once you're there, uh, your chances of making the playoffs this year, they're probably taking a major hit. So those are the teams that are going to be the most desperate to win now. And if your team is 5-5 five and five but looking good, or better than 5-5, five and five, and you could use a quarterback, you shouldn't have to give up a ton in trade for him. I think the value is really, really low for Kyler Murray. He's not at 100%. He sells his bye week left. There's no guarantee that when he comes back, DeAndre Hopkins will be there for him. I'm thinking that the whole idea behind getting Kyler Murray is for the end of the season, for that big playoff push. We know what his upside is. We saw it earlier this year. He can go ahead and give that to you if you trade for him on the cheap right now. And who are you selling? Uh, Jamie made an interesting case to sell Cam Newton, just staying on quarterbacks, because his value might not get any higher than this. I just don't know if anybody's going to be able to give you anything substantial for him. You might be able to get a good backup running back, like a Sony Michelle. Um, before the news broke, Jeff Wilson could have been in the conversation. Alexander Madison, maybe, for Cam Newton, something like that. And that's only in one quarterback leagues. Two quarterback leagues, he would go for considerably more. I also think A.J. Dillon has to be considered a sell high, but only if you're getting like a top 12 receiver, a top four or five tight end, where somebody really, really overpays for A.J. Dillon. Because when Aaron Jones got hurt, I, I was on Twitter. I saw the social media reaction. People were using the term league winner with A.J. Dillon. And that potential is there, but I think he's more of a playoff booster. Like if I'm four and six or five and five, I want AJ Dillon to help put my team over the top so that I make the playoffs. But once I get in the playoffs, we're talking week 14 plus, 
Aaron Jones might be back. AJ Dillon might not be quite as good. So yeah. I, I'm I'm worried about that long term value, which is why if you can turn him into something great at a different position, I think you should strongly consider it. Okay, and you know for Cam, we just did a live stream with it was me, Heath, and Chris, and somebody said I have Jalen Hurts. Would you pick up one of these other quarterbacks? And both Chris and Heath went with Cam Newton over Joe Burrow. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I, you that, know that's what? a stunner to me. Yeah, but you know, like it was as a number two quarterback to Jalen Hurts, so there is that. They well, Burrow should be your number one that's quarterback. That's what I said, yeah. And Hurts is your number two. Right. By right. the way, just to give a couple of other names to buy low on, uh-huh. Daryl Henderson with the Rams, and I know he's going into his buy. His value has never been lower than it is, and he's not totally hurt yet. He should play in week 12 when he does come back. Uh, Michael Pittman coming off the bad game with T.Y. Hilton there. I'm wondering if Indianapolis realizes that he's their number one. Oh, but they've got the Bills this week. Well, what do they have after the Bills? They've got a lot of matchups in the AFC South. I'd be okay with that. T.J. Hawkinson's value has never been lower. On the sell-high side, Keenan Allen's value has never been higher. He's one of two receivers with at least 17 PPR points in each of his last three games. If you wanted to upgrade it a different position, Allen could be somebody you move on from. And Tyler Higbee scored a touchdown. Got to 20 yards. Might be his last best game of the year. Okay. And I do want to talk about Pittman and his schedule. It's pretty interesting. So listen to Fantasy Football Today, the full-length version, on Wednesday. For Dave, I'm Adam. We'll see you tomorrow on FFD 5.